We're at the end of the island with Junior Rowing News. Ready for rhythm in two, in one, rhythm now! Well, hello everyone and welcome back to the end of the island. We're back, we're live again from, from the press office at the end of Henley Roragata Day 1, live from the press box and once again we're looking back down the course. We've just concluded racing, I was lucky enough to be out in the launch to follow my brother in his first Henley Royal race and he's won his first one so he's already doing better than I did at uh, Henley Royal but uh, before we dive into this week's conversation I should say Tom and I were joined by Camilla Hadland uh, we've got Andrea Prosky and we've got Simone Martini who are racing in the single skulls later on in the week respectively so delighted to have them joining us today uh, and before we dive into the conversation I should say we are sponsored by Asensi uh, you've heard all about them we had uh, Stephen on uh, a couple of episodes ago but just a reminder Asensi is the easiest way to add technique, coaching and correction to sport and fitness products. In 2019, Essentia introduced their connected rowing app. All you need to do is connect your concept to your Bluetooth compatible rowing machine and follow guided training programs to learn more about their work. And with a free connected, with connected rowing coaching from Essentia, athletes of all levels have been getting fitter and faster. Download your free trial at Essentia.com. But now we'll dive straight into the racing, some of the, all the action that's been unfolding today on the Henley Royal Regatta course. Camilla, you've been on the airwaves, you've been watching some of the racing on the on the Henley Royal Regatta livestream. What were some of the races that, that took your fancy today? Oh gosh, I think for me, the quad stood out. Both the Diamond Jubilee and the Fawley had some cracking racing. So, uh, well, you'll be pleased to hear, folks, one of my favorite races of the day was George Watson's <laughs> coming through to win uh, after an absolute humdinger of a race down the course bound ball for bound ball and they won by less than a canvas and then Claire's court um, in the, the sort of women's um, Diamond Jubilee as well there was some um, really good racing um, so yeah for me junior quads and Tom the one of the ones we had highlighted was Shiplake Radley and this time it was Shiplake uh, who came out on top of Radley and they'll be progressing through to face St Joe's prep tomorrow. Yeah, I was lucky enough to be on the live stream for that one, and I think I fancied Shiplake ahead of time, and having watched Shiplake today, I think they're going to do well against St Joe's tomorrow. I wouldn't write them off at all. They're a really good outfit, well trained by Dave and, and Hugh, so wouldn't be at all surprised if they put in a good performance tomorrow. The, the thing I've loved watching the most, as I always do on Wednesday of Henley, is the Wifolds and their interpretation of a straight line, because they never, <laughs> ever fail to cause some sort of steering ruckus. So I always enjoy watching the Wifolds on day one. Yeah, definitely. We had some controversy as well in the Wifolds. We had uh, we had Nottingham winning by appeal against Upper Thames Rowing Club, so we had all sorts of drama. But uh, I'm delighted to be joined by Simone and Andrea. And coming to you guys, how's how's your Wednesday of Henley been? Um, what's been what's been taking your eye on the bank, and uh, how's how's the vibe in Henley? Well, this is my first time in Henley Royal, so everything is just new, exciting, overwhelming, stimulating. I am loving it. We um, aren't racing until Friday, so we gave ourselves a day to just really soak in the history and the, um, you know, the heritage that uh, a, you know a regatta of this prestige has, older than the Olympics. Um, we just came, I just came from uh, Tokyo myself, so um, lots more people here than there were in Tokyo, and I'm just enjoying the vibe. Also for me, it was uh, really amazing to be part of uh, this race uh, this year. And uh, for me, this is a new experience, a new type of race, different from the six line uh, uh, that I used usually I used to to race. And uh, I'm I'm happy to be here. Uh, Andrea, we got to see your gold medal earlier on today, and that was pretty cool. That was certainly one of the highlights of 
of my day. Of his year. Um, yeah, actually, <laughs> of my whole year, actually. Meeting an Olympic gold medalist is, is pretty cool. Has it just been like been like that on the bank up and down, just getting the medal out? Yes, you can see my medal over uh, and over again. I mean, I, I was telling someone earlier, one of the things that I love about rowing is that there's a certain level of, uh, you know, humbleness to the sport. You get your medal at the podium and you put it away. So to be asked to have it out so much is a little nerve-wracking. To be asked to be taking photos of is, is a new experience for me. Uh, but to see the joy in everyone's eyes and the true enthusiasm, I think it makes me really realize how special this is because at the end of the day, it was just a job well done. We were doing what we were capable of doing and the gold medal and the ramifications of it still haven't quite sunk in. And if I can be completely honest, I keep it next to my bedside table for that time in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. where you wake up and go, oh, did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to ask you to get out to do a weightlifting session with it. It's so heavy, that medal. I couldn't believe yeah. it. It's 556 unreal. grams. Yeah, and you've incredible. not been home yet. You've not been home to Canada, right? In that you've come straight to Henley from Tokyo. And so all of your Canadian friends, family, they're like, bring home the gold. Where is it? <laughs> I brought one of my family members with me. My mom is here. Everyone else is anxiously waiting. We're, we're building anticipation. But I couldn't pass up an opportunity for such a unique uh, regatta like Henley Royal and to be held at such a unique time. So what, what might I ask, and I, I don't know if the gold medal came into this, but what prompted you to race at Henley? And you, you assume you'd made the decision prior to the Olympics that you were going to race it. I had. I think I was advised that it was always a good idea to have a plan post-Olympics. Um, you know, you go through such a, a big wave of emotions that having a goal would be a good idea. I was here in Henley on Thames for the Women's Henley in 2016. Uh, and it was such a great experience that I decided when I didn't make the world's team in 2017 that I wanted to come back and train with Molesy Boat Club and was also a guest with Leander for the summer. And that was such a formative time. I went back and made a uh, women's double to go to uh, the international uh, you know, um, events that uh, there's just so much love for this town and so much respect for what this regatta stands for that I just couldn't pass up the opportunity. I never said I was smart being back in the single after being in the yacht <laughs> on the eight. It is a humbling experience. It is a tough shell to race, uh, but I think that I'm going to attack it the same way I did Olympics and just go out and do my best race and hope that gets me through a day or two. <laughs> and Simone, what about you? Have you done much side by side of one-on-one -on -one racing or has it all been um, six lanes? So how, how new of an experience is this? Gonna be for you. Uh, this is my first time to do a race like this. I have uh, a bit of experience in coastal rowing. In coastal rowing, you don't have a line, and uh, I I used that experience here, and I hope uh, it helps. <laughs> it's funny you say that. Coastal rowing is like a ruckus, isn't it? So you're using that as your marker. What well, in Italy? We've got a long history at Henley of, of having Italian competitors come over and compete at the regatta. It, how what it, what is Henley Royal thought of in Italy? How is it perceived? How, what's the reputation it has? But, uh, I, what I'm thinking about it, uh, Henley is uh, in all of part of the world know uh, about this race. Uh, Italy in Italy is the same. Uh, the, the the history of this race uh, comes before uh, <laughs> the race in yeah, yeah. itself. Um, when uh, a person from uh, Italy comes here, uh, everyone texts to him and, uh, and say, oh, it's fantastic, uh, you are going to, to go to, to Henley. Uh, it's an amazing thing. 
Of course, Martino's done it before as well. Goretti, right? Yes, he's come yes. and raised the diamonds. And he, he's a friend of mine, and uh, uh, he can't come here this year because uh, he had some problem uh, for for the quarantine. We, I, I was lucky, uh, as I said before, uh, because uh, your government changed the rules from Italy, and uh, I. I have the possibility to come here without the quarantine, and uh, yes, as I said, I'm happy to be here. What can I say, Jaren put in a good word to Boris. Yeah, we did. Got, yeah. That, got that needle <laughs> moved. Pulled, pulled some strings, just like they did for the Euros. Yeah. But no, I should say, actually, just as we're talking international guests, we uh, looking out the box, we've got now the Neerhouse Temple 8 there out training this evening. We just had Westminster Schools. You're not going to pronounce the, the full name, Neerhouse? I'm not. Do you want know Tom? Would you like to do it for the second episode? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't. My ego can't take it. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, I think both the Diamonds and the Princess Grace, or so the Princess Royal, I should say, they've had some, some really good races over the year and uh, just looking looking at the draw for you you've got uh, you've got Matt Brigham you've got Daryl as our day racing out in the first round have you got a preferred sculler that you'd rather have uh, out of those two <laughs> De definitely not Matt Brigham he beat Drysdale yeah you've got to watch out for Matt Brigham <laughs> he beat the, the hero that is <laughs> I I had some races against Drysdale and uh, I said I'm I also lucky that uh, Drysdale is not the hero <laughs> <laughs> um, yes I, I, uh, what what I think that the the, the level of uh, this uh, competition also this year was high. It's not uh, uh, easy like it seems uh, to, to to win uh, this competition. Also without some in famous international uh, athletes. But you are the famous international athlete. No, that's, I'm that's not. the role you're playing at this <laughs> regatta. No, and, and you look at the previous winners, especially in the last five years. You know, you've got people like Chettle coming over, who's just gone and medalled at Tokyo. Like the the trajectory from doing the diamonds at Henley is is pretty strong, right? As an up and coming yeah. athlete, so it's um. It's a good spring. What we're saying is Paris 2024. You are favourite for gold already. Yeah, yeah. Okay. just by being here. Yeah. <laughs> but Andrea, did uh, did Canada ever consider sending its women's aid, or was it always just a viewer vision to come over and do the single? Uh, I don't think that was a conversation. I think a lot of people with COVID, it's been a long run. Yeah. You know, extra year, and we have a lot of uh, people who are missing their friends, family, husbands, haven't been able to see. So there was some anxious anticipation to get home. Um, this was just something I wanted to do for myself. So um, maybe maybe next year, who knows? I'd be down for an eight reunion, ladies. <laughs> you can go home and spread the word. Get them all over here. Then we can come back to Canadian Henley. Like, we'll come uh, back, yeah. yeah. We'll come to Catherine. On behalf of Canada, you're all very welcome. Oh, yes. Delightful. We'll yeah. bring the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Brooks is we'll, we'll go on. <laughs> yeah, I can go anywhere with this, uh, this mic and this laptop. Just need some Wi-Fi. Yeah, but um, I think... I think actually looking across the particular top end of racing at Henley Royal, events maybe like the Grand Challenge Cup isn't as deep as it would normally be, but looking at other things like the singles or like the double skulls, they've got a really good international entry uh, across the board and very, very high-end sort of domestic scholars um, here in the UK. So I think, Tom, despite what we've had, what with COVID and everything, the top end of racing here in, um, at the international end, at the open end, is still very, very high at Henley. 
Yeah, if you take COVID into account, the depth is pretty remarkable. I think, given the fact that we, I think we had 40, that might be wrong, but we've had, uh, you know, upwards of 20 international entries, which in a year disrupted by COVID as it is, is pretty astonishing. So I think realistically, you know, we're, we're going to be in for a really interesting tussle, certainly in the smaller boats, like you say, the pairs, the doubles and the single skulls. Those are the really sharp end of racing, I think. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think, like you say, the grand, probably the less said the better, <laughs> but the smaller boats is going to be, yeah, a fascinating narrative to watch unfold. Yeah, definitely. And obviously in, in stuff, we've got the Temple, we've got the two the two Dutch crews, Triton and Neos, which I'm not going to pronounce, uh, are coming over. And it's always the question marks. And I guess for, for scholars like yourselves as well, we in the UK don't actually know how quick you are. So it becomes, for the international well, the gold crew, medal gives us a bit well, of a clue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in terms of how particularly university or sort of intermediate crews stack up, um, we don't really know. Um, so it's always fascinating to sort of welcome internationals like yourselves and or international crews to to actually see well how good is is UK rowing compared to um, the best of the world or the best the world has to offer. So to have you guys here, it's um, it's brilliant. It's brilliant, and uh, yeah, looking forward to to tracking it through as the as the week goes on. Are there any events that you guys are particularly looking forward to seeing? You know, coming as as relative Henley laymen, is there anything you're looking at thinking this is the, re the event I really can't wait to see come down the track? I mean, I've got a soft spot for Mosley because they did so uh, did so well by me um, in 2017. So I think any crew out of there, I'll, I'll by default have to be cheering <laughs> for. Yeah. So. For me, the Prince Albert Cup, the, because uh, it's a uh, university level. Yeah. Uh, when I went uh, here in the UK for my first time, I, I, I did uh, the Erasmus project. Uh, oh, I nice. I uh, in uh, some club. Here is uh, Southampton Club. Ah, uh, my alma mater. Yeah. That's where I used to go to university. Ah, okay. And uh, I'm, I, every year that um, I see this race, I take a look to, uh, to the Prince Albert Cup. They, they won today, Southampton. I was about to say, yeah. They did win. Yeah, yeah. They don't usually. <laughs> That's uh, I why we shot. See who they've got tomorrow. Uh, Southampton. They're up against. Okay. Uh, Neros. Best of luck. Neros. Best of luck. We'll see how they got it. But yeah, I think um, yeah, Prince Albert's looking very strong this year. Uh, some really good competition. We saw uh, University of London really strong performance against Durham University. Commiserations, Camilla. It's okay. I was saying it's probably karma for last year where Durham got to the Sunday to the final in the Prince Albert and this year we just came up against the draw but I say last year 2019. It does feel like last year doesn't it? Yeah I'm just gonna keep saying last year. 2020 never happened. Forget about convinced. last year yeah. Or was it is it Leander Club or just still printing out the uh, the 2020 tickets? Yeah. They're not actually um yeah. not branded. Well, we, the, the members of Henry were, were asked That's to bring out 2020 these ones, they're I just came from Tokyo 2020, guys. I'm still living in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and I just That's wanted to say, to your point, that's absolutely right. I mean, two years have gone by, and so this is a really exciting time because you don't know what everyone's going to rock up and do and, you know, the, the underdogs could be. So all bets are off. It's going to be really exciting racing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it all kicks off. I think I think 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. We haven't got the draw yet. We're, uh, we're too efficient with uh, recording this. We don't know the racing schedule for tomorrow, but I can guarantee you there's some good stuff. Particularly events like the Princess Elizabeth, we've got the likes of St. Joe's, Eton College coming back into the mix. Temple, we've got Oxford Brooks, the uh, the Dutch Cruise, University of London A coming back into the mix. And uh, 
Actually, I've just been reliably informed by Mr. Will Horrocks that uh, racing is starting half past eight tomorrow, so half an hour earlier. So make sure you get yourselves to your deck chairs. Half an hour less time in bed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So if you've been out of Mihiki tonight, well, um, get yourself set that alarm nice and early. But uh, yeah, half past eight racing kicks off tomorrow morning, um, and we will be there every every race of the way. We've got the likes of the Britannia that starts up again tomorrow. We've got the first race in the Island Challenge Cup as well and the visitors also makes its appearance as well. Prince Albert has a day off, but we'll still be with all the club events and, uh, and all the student and junior events. That's what I'm trying to say. They'll all still be in tomorrow as well. But before we wrap up this week, a reminder, we are sponsored by Ascensi. Very grateful to have them sponsoring us. And with Connected Rowing Coaching from Ascensi, athletes of all levels have been getting fitter and faster. And UK customers receive a free one-year British Rowing Indoor subscription so head to www.ascensi.com to learn more about that. But for now, from the press box, looking down the Henley course, one final lookout. Can you we, see the end of the island, Fergus? I can, actually. <laughs> How long have you guys been waiting <laughs> Honestly, to say that you since no you started idea. this podcast? You've like, no here, at the end of the island. You've got no idea. <laughs> I started this and thought, oh, it would be nice if we could record this on the press box, record it in Henley. And yeah, the whole idea would just be able to bring in people like yourselves and just chat about the day's racing and then about Henley so my, my dreams come true my <laughs> dreams first, come first true die happy man yeah. <laughs> yes but what can I see down the course now is that the Henley Henley Rowing Club quad uh, Cambridge 99's Brit 4 they're out and about so everyone's everyone's out at what quarter to eight on the, on the Wednesday night but uh, good luck to everyone racing tomorrow that'll bring an end to this week's episode or today tonight's episode daily 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 from the end of the island and we actually will see you from the end of the island tomorrow